welcome back to the Novel Society Scholars. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Steph came up with it just so that you guys know it was on me. <laughs> Don't give me prompts. Don't give me credit. That was all Steph. Give Steph credit. We are continuing Heartstopper with Volume 4. I have a question. Why isn't Volume 5 and 6 out now? I don't know, but I need it. I think 5 comes out in September. In September? Okay, that's not too bad. It was supposed to be out, but then they pushed it back. Yeah, and then I think 6 comes out the beginning oh, of next they year. Did that on purpose. I, that's why I said I think that they did it to align with the show. So, like, 5 comes out in September, I believe, and then um, I think 6 comes out either the end of this year or at least the beginning. No, I think it comes out April next year, spring next okay, year, so, spring or so summer spring. next year. Whenever it comes out, it's not out right now, and that is the problem. Because you can't binge it, that's why. Exactly. And future notice for other people who are going to be sending us recommendations, don't send me no shit that isn't finished yet. Don't do that. <laughs> A lot of stuff is not finished right now. I do not like waiting. I am not patient. <laughs> I'm not patient. <laughs> Moving on. So about Heart Supper Volume 4, um, this whole series for me gets like a 5.5. 5. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 would recommend highly for or volume four was heavy it was it was it wasn't heavy in the sense of other stuff that we have read but it got really deep really fast Mm -hmm. yeah it 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 tackled a lot of adult issues in regards to like mental health and how do teenagers deal with it i think it was so nice that it showed Charlie has a journal and Nick has a a journal because that's one way to get their feelings out. But yeah, I agree. Like, I think my gut feeling is telling me this is my favorite book. But I really love the first volume because I love just how fluffy and natural they came together. And I love like the the anti-bullying message and all that. Yeah. But like, I really like this one. They really got a chance to test their relationship. And... Um, I like the way they work through those issues. I feel like it sets a good example for people who are experiencing similar things. That point in their relationship where it's tested with like real life adult issues. Yeah. And I feel like this was just a good way to showcase that and ways to go about it. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. And I always am going to vouch for books that deal with talk about mental health because it's so important. Mm-hmm. It's so unbelievably important. And I felt for Charlie, but I also felt for Nick. Mm-hmm. I felt for Charlie because, like, personally, I went through that shit, too. And so it's, like, it's almost not triggering because I've, like, gone to therapy. I've dealt with, like, those demons and stuff like that for the most part. We're still working on it. It's a long <laughs> process. <laughs> but it's, like, I felt for him mm-hmm. and what he was going through. And it was just, it was really sad. But I also felt so bad for Nick especially that conversation with his mom because he's like I'm his boyfriend I'm supposed to be able to fix it I can't fix it I don't know what to do yeah I love her response to him though and her response was you can be there for him but you're not supposed to be able to fix this he needs to seek out professional Mm -hmm. help that's a lot of pressure being put on you and just to give context guys the way the story opens up, Charlie is fixated on telling Nick that he loves him. And he's like, I got something important to tell you. But then Nick is also saying, yeah, I got something important to tell you, too. And while he's hoping that it's the same thing, he realizes Nick is trying to tell him, I think you have an eating disorder. This is kind of like where the realities collide. They have to face some real stuff. And 
while Charlie's trying to deflect it, Nick is trying to get him to own up to it so they can move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They test their relationship, not only between themselves, but also with people who say they support them. Yeah. And what that looks like. What does true support look like from friends and family? And there's a couple of like subtopics here about support with like relationships, whether you're trans, lesbian, gay. There are other characters, surrounding characters in the story who are dealing with their own difficulties with getting that support from their close friends and family members. It was so interesting to see the difference between how Charlie, not Charlie, how Nick's mom immediately was that supportive parent. And yet, for whatever reason, Charlie was so scared to talk to his parents. Which is crazy, right? Because you would think like, oh, coming out is like the the biggest thing that he was probably afraid to tell them but no he feels like he's going to be judged by them for this he feels like they're not going to understand he feels like they're going to think that he's lying and I was like whoa 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 where did that come from I want to explore that a little bit more now we get to see it a little bit with the arguments that him and his mom are having when he comes home late or you know stuff about yay I told you to tidy up you need to do it right now like we got to see a little bit of that and I think that it's also important because the book up to this point has had perfect parents. Yes, I agree. And so it's important to see like, hey. They're not perfect. At the end of the day, they are going to try to figure it out, work it out. And they accept him and they're going to get him help. But everything doesn't go over that smoothly. It's very realistic. I think it's also a good reminder to readers. Like they're still kids. Yeah. Figuring out their life and, and they're transitioning into that adulthood. You know, they're seniors now and. Well, Nick is, yeah. And I find Nick to be more mature than Charlie. Oh, absolutely. But I feel like it's not so much more mature where you're like, eh. I feel like it's in a a healthy way where he kind of balances Charlie out a little bit. And Charlie kind of makes him feel like a kid a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Maybe Nick kind of feels like the strong one in his family, probably because of the divorce. Who knows? I would would say so because David is extremely immature. He's a dickhead. He is. I... girl when Tori kicked that phone out of his hand I was like Tori was like I will end you really quick though before we get deeper and deeper I love how Charlie's little brother was so excited about having another brother he overheard Charlie trying to practice saying I love you and he's like so does this mean I get another brother oh my god this is so exciting I can't wait it was so cute not Tori also being like stop professing your love so loud and we wouldn't all know what you're planning (laughs) to do but wait, can we can we can we talk about the I love you moment, please? Yes. <laughs> Ultimately, Charlie gets up the courage to tell Nick and he does it between a door and Nick is in the shower. Yeah. That is not courage. <laughs> Nick is like the rest of us when you first hear somebody tell you I love you, like kind of a little in like, oh, did that really Frozen. just Yeah, did that really just happen? Like, oh my God. So that little brief right. that little brief moment of him trying to process what he just heard was enough for Charlie to be like, oh shit, I fucked up. I'm an idiot. He was like, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, yeah he like booked it out of the house and then <laughs> Nick is out here running in just a hoodie no naked. shirt naked he ran out the bathroom butt naked and had to go yeah, get clothes his mom was like are you gonna put on shoes i know he ends up getting there and he clearly like they have their sweet lovey-dovey moment of 
them both acknowledging that they do love each other. But I thought it was so funny that like when they look back on that, they're going to be like, so he told me he loved me through a door. Like, <laughs> and he was trying to say it the whole time that he was at his house. He was trying I to say know. it. And then you wait, you wait until you're forced to go home. <laughs> and they're like, hey, by the way, I love you. No response. Okay, bye. We don't need to I'm right. Oh my God. I can't. That was the one of the cutest moments. Charlie goes, you're, you're, you're not wearing any clothes. And he's like, you said it to me while I was in the shower. Right. What, like, you didn't give me any options. I'm going to screenshot this and make it my, my background where he's like, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> he's standing there with the towel. And it's all he sees is Nelly. She's like, morph. <laughs> Side note, is that the sound that you think she makes? You know, I've always ignored it and said wolf in my mind. Same. <laughs> uh, can we also talk about, like, the very relatable situation they had where... Nick is on vacation, Charlie's home, and it's that first love, like, I don't want to be separated from you. I need to talk to you all day, every day. Like, it was such an adorable, like, whole little thing. Now their new thing is, you know how they're always saying, why are we like this? Yeah. Now their new thing is, because I love you, you're Charlie, I love you, you love me, yes. and we're in love. Oh, now everything is... It. Every it's time really the questionary thing was, it's okay, it's allowed. We're in love. <laughs> right. We're in love. It's good. It's okay. It happens. Side note, I also love Charlie's mom being like, you're too young to be having sex. Was she insinuated that? Was she was like, you're too young to have sex. I was like, wait, hold up. Screech. Pause. Break. Their relationship has been so wholesome. You know what I mean? Like, it hasn't gotten past. The, and they even had this conversation. Right. And like, that was such an adult and mature conversation to have. Especially for, for, you know, their age. Mm -hmm. And for his mom to just throw it out there as if, like, he's in, at this dude's house, you know, going around doing all this stuff. It was so much. Because, like, as he cringed, I cringed. Because that's all. That has literally happened to everyone at least once. Me and Charlie were one in that one scene where we both just, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. But when Nick does come back from vacation, that's pretty much when stuff starts to hit the fan. Yeah. Because while Nick was away, Charlie was kind of spiraling. Yeah. Yeah. And even his friends noticed it. So that's how we get into that. Um, I do. Oh, my God. Two things. Two things. What I was talking about before with Charlie's or not Charlie's mom, with Nick's mom. Mm. The thing that she says is love can't cure mental illness. Amen. Mm 100%. -hmm. 100% love that she talked to him about that. Number two. I love the side story about the teachers so much. So did I. I like read that and I was like, oh, I'm kind of trying to pinpoint when that teacher relationship is going to start up in the show. I feel like they're going to highlight it during the season two Paris trip. Oh, that makes sense. Because that's kind of when it happened. that's what happened yeah. in the book. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's going to be highlighted there. Uh, what else? I was just going to talk about like when basically Nick and Charlie have the conversation and Nick's like, listen, like I can sit there with you as you tell your parents. I can hold your hand. I related so much to this because I, at the time that I got pregnant with Aiden and I didn't have anybody and I was super scared to tell my parents, I had told a friend and she literally was like, F, if you need me to, I will go with you. She was like, I will sit on the couch. As you tell your parents, I will, I will be right there for moral support. To have a friend like that made all the difference in the world. I one time saw, I saw a graphic where it was someone in a dark hole and someone is leaning over from the very tippy top when there's some light coming through and says, hey, are you okay? And the person in the hole is looking up going, I'm okay. And the person's like looking down, are you sure? Do you need help? 
And there's like, he crawls down into the hole with that person. I know. And he sits there with him in the dark. And he's like, thank you. And they eventually both crawl out of the hole together. Yeah. And this is, this is, uh, it was like an illustration to show that people who truly want to support you, other besides words, they'll crawl down into your darkness with you. Nope. And yeah. sit there with you until you're ready to come out. And I felt like that was a moment that Nick did that. And this book, I can't tell you how many times I've cried reading this in certain in certain parts. Um, just to see just how emotional Nick got in just simply wanting to help. Right. Him. And just being scared that there's a part of Charlie he can't reach. Yeah. Because yeah. that part is so deep and so dark that he's feeling like, damn, I know we love each other. I know, you know, we're doing well, but there's just a part of him that I can't get to. Right. And that part scares me because I don't know what's there. And that's how it translated to me. And just the fact that Charlie's kind of flipping that in the other way where he's scared to let anyone there and he wants to let Nick in, but he doesn't know how or what that's going to look like. And um, it was just, it was was a lot. I love this. I love this. (laughs) And stop so much it's very realistic I, everyone has that yeah. moment in their life where they are sitting in darkness and they have obligations in life that they have to you know get to and depending on you know who they're interacting with or what those obligations are it's really hard to you know like morgan you're married for instance it's really hard for your husband to just live with you and not crawl into the darkness with you sometimes no girl i was just about to bring it up i was about to say we we're gonna get real for a second because that was me during my entire pregnancy my entire <laughs> pregnancy and it's like you guys saw bits and pieces of it and then, but Markel was in it with me like and, it was so bad it was yeah. so bad but he sat there with me and he held my hand he was like we're gonna get through this together mm-hmm. and that's what you need yeah so it's like seeing this in the book it makes it just more real mm-hmm. and I'm glad that people are able to read this and see what that support system is supposed to look like what it can look like mm-hmm. and how it looks healthy because it is healthy. Like, the way Nick is going about it. Green flag all the way for Nick. Like, the way Nick is going about it, it it's a very healthy way. And it, it's not putting his mental health in danger. But it's him definitely trying his hardest to help Charlie, who he clearly loves and adores. And when he couldn't figure it out, mm-hmm. he went to the next best thing that he could, you know, that he could talk to, which was his mom. And his mom, to, yeah. to be able to ask his mom, what do I do? And in that moment, like, I think me, uh, Morgan and I agree, uh, or uh, Stephanie, you mentioned, like, Nick is very mature for his age. But in that moment, when he felt like he couldn't reach that little bit of darkness that is within Charlie, it's that exact moment when you realize, oh shit, he's a kid. Like him running to his mom yep. to be like, how do I fix this? or how do I help him? How do I do something? And his mom ultimately telling mm-hmm. him like, hey, you, you can only do so much. We we can figure out a way, but you yourself can't fix him. He has to fix himself. Mm-hmm. Again, love cannot cure mental illness, but it can help be a motivator to like help you help them. Yeah. But it's not the end all be all. And I love how she elaborated like, yes, I agree with you. He does need help. Yes, this is serious, but not from a 16 year old person. Yes. Yeah. He needs help from a professional. And I think what she taught him a real lesson there because she taught him to understand his own boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like you can overextend yourself for people that you love and care about, but understand that there are people who can do things better than you who are professional professionals like this is not around for regardless of your age 16 21 30 
you got to recognize when something's above your capacity or someone can do it better. And in this case, it's a professional. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. I feel like that was an important lesson for him to learn in the future, like to learn signs when something's outside of his scope and when it's time to escalate to the professional. So from there, they do have that instance where he does go to Charlie. They do they do agree to go together um, to talk to Charlie's parents. Immediately, this snowballed into a very quick glimpse of what has happened with Charlie. And I feel like this was so accurate in a sense or relatable in a sense of um, I think the thought process, at least for Nick, was, okay, if he gets help, it's good. We're good. When it happened and they spoke to his parents and, you know, they got the, they got him to actually talk to a professional, it literally spiraled out of control. It wasn't even a, okay, he's talked to somebody, fit. No, it was, yeah, he was good for a little bit. And then it just completely spiraled out of control. And then he started cutting himself again. And it was like, oh, shit you know what I mean like and I actually didn't expect that I thought it was going to be a okay yeah he's talking to somebody he's going to continue to talk to somebody but we're kind of in a good spot right now no it was literally he talked to somebody for a couple months it got really bad and then kind of showed a glimpse of the bad mm -hmm. that that um, Nick was able to see and then he said he started cutting himself again and it was when he it was when he started cutting himself I think he started doing it after him and um him and Nick they her, had an argument yeah yeah they had an argument and like immediately, obviously, I'm sure for Nick, he thought, oh, shit, like this is my fault. You know what I mean? Like we had this argument and I stormed out and he just started. Like, it's my fault. And like it was the fact that they both came back and were like, no, it's neither one of our fault. It's just something that happened that I realized. Yeah. Like it was so, that little bit of, of them really showing all this stuff. And then um, Charlie um, getting into or being admitted into an institute because they just felt like they felt like that was the better way. Him seeing somebody, yes, but basically Charlie having all of those outside noises, like school, all the stress stuff, just getting rid of all of that and having him just focus on himself and focus on his mental health and focus on how to get better was the best solution for Charlie. I absolutely 100% agree with that. Yeah. And then Nick acknowledging it's going to take a while. He's not completely fixed, but we're making the steps to make sure that he's okay. That's why I like this one so much, too. Like you said, very realistic. Mm -hmm. That shit takes time. That takes a sure. lot of time. Yeah. I also like that. But for somebody that's think... been going through that for so long, yeah. that's going to be a lot of therapy to unpack. I remember when I went, um, I spiraled after I had my son. And um, when I went, it I didn't automatically feel relieved when I left my, left my first session. Mm -hmm. I felt extremely vulnerable because I felt like everything that I boxed for so long, all of a sudden you opened. Yeah. And everything comes out and it's like the floodgates, you know, like and so it doesn't I like that there's a like she said, a realistic perspective on what going to therapy feels like. It's not oh, when you go, you feel better. No, 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 that's not that's not it. When you no. go, you feel extremely vulnerable. And depending on your personality type and how you deal with vulnerability, you know, you might spiral in a different direction. Exactly. Um, healing is not linear. Yeah. 
and this really showcased that that aspect of it um so yeah i agree with morgan i'm glad that it showed that me too yeah um i'm gonna jump a little bit okay the dinner oh it was a lot can we kill david off game of thrones style please because i'm tired of him and can we let tori do it that's all i want yes please let tori do it that would be pretty good i was tired of him the moment he kept pushing the fucking buttons i was like oh my god and this th i think this Bro. is whenever david's involved this is the only time that i wish the mother would step up more yeah yeah she just lets this shit happen and i'm like could you say something like this is your son right there i understand they're Hello. both your kids but if one is picking that but hard, you know david is being an asshole exactly. so why aren't you saying anything to him one is bullying and picking that hard on the other one no it's not tolerable you need to as a parent Put your foot down because it just... Thank you. Nah. Because mm -hmm. Polly pushover was, was pissing me off. It was so unnecessary. The way he was trying to humiliate Nick in the sense of, okay, let me out him before he gets to even mm -hmm. say anything. And when Tori realized it, she grabbed, she, she gripped this dude's arm and she's like, don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare. I'm like, Tori is me. I am Tori. She is not. I love <laughs> like, her. And you know what? The girl in the show does a very, very good job. excellent job yes. of yes. playing her too. I love yes. her. Yep. Um, I also love that it's crazy because the dad put David in his place and then the mom put the dad and David in there place i think this is also like a good lesson to how bullies portray depending on who's doing it mm -hmm. like for some reason you know when bullying was happening in the school setting you know it's all unacceptable right but when it's coming from a family member all of a sudden oh you got to cut them some slack bruh tell me about it cut this shit out it, it to me and you know especially as a parent like i wouldn't tolerate that from anyone doing that to my child no i don't care if we're at school if we're at home if we're related or not you know what i mean in the street so in the street it wouldn't yeah that it don't fly if it don't fly it don't fly you know so yeah that's why i hope that in the fifth book the mom bank or gains a backbone yeah i really do at least against david like i just it, it, she is it's it's his character that's so fucking annoying that i'm like i yeah. can't i can't fucking deal i can't honestly yeah because she should have told him if, if you're gonna act like that don't come around they stay in university don't don't show your face here because it it don't we don't need it we don't need it there's no hateration no holleration in this dancery yeah he's like my least favorite character but i tell you right now this book made me love and adore tori even more to the point where like oh my god yeah i was like oh i would kill for this chick on a mini comic of tori i thought loveless was about tori is it i think so I think, and I think I have it too. I can double check. Because I just saw the cover and I was like, I don't think that's her. And there's a Nick and Charlie novella too that I have. What? As well that came out. I'm going to have to look this stuff up. You need to send me this. Why was this information not disclosed earlier? I actually just remember this like as we're recording today. But I was like, let me not like cut them off and be like, wait a minute. Did you guys know? <laughs> but yeah, there's other books with characters in this world. And they came out with a um, Nick and Charlie novella too. But did you guys... Did you guys notice how Tori's changing? Yes. Okay. I thought it like I looked at it and I paid more attention and I was like, okay. I was like, something's going on with Tori. I don't know what it is yet. Charlie mentioned it. Charlie mentioned her friend who may be more than a friend. I'm not sure. And then he mentioned that her mental health was also really bad too. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on with her. But like you said, there is definitely something going on with her. Yeah. But she quick to cut somebody that I love. And I know this happened like in the beginning but it also touched on Elle and what she deals with because her family's Egyptian. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
their cultural views and the way they live life, you know, in her home country is very different. Yeah. And so while they were at the beach, she she um, brought some falafel that her mom made. And she's like, my mom got ex- inspired in her last trip to Egypt visiting my grandparents. And so she wanted to share this with everyone. And they're all digging in. When they started asking more about her trip, she was like, oh, I didn't go. I haven't been since I was 11 because they take being trans very serious there and they can either attack you or worse and she was insinuating that they'll kill you for it in the street they they just they do not tell she was like it's very it's a very different lifestyle very different you know cultural views there and everyone for a moment was just like wow you know and I love just how Alice kind of took snippets of everyone's story and what they're going through and just simply loving who they want to love all these problems are created just because they want to love who they want to love and I think that also helps give other characters perspective into their own issues in their own lives. Like, you know, someone might have it a little bit harder or someone might be dealing with something similar, but in a different way. And it just kind of help you just kind of self-assess, you know. Darcy, too. I don't know if we mentioned that uh, last book. Yeah. Yep. Like because her. her family doesn't accept her and treats her like shit, too. So it's like it's absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. And it makes you realize, too, just how much stuff, like you mentioned, just how much shit people have to go through because they want to love who they want to love. Right. Simple as that. And everybody and everything is giving them just a hard time for what? Man, what is the reason? <laughs> right? I can't imagine, like, just as a mom, like, I can't imagine not showing my son love because of something like that. Right. You know, like, like I, I just, I, I, I can't fathom it. I can't, I can't imagine it the same. Yeah, get a cry. No, I, I absolutely don't get it. At all. Yeah. This is also on the perspective of parenting. When Charlie was talking about how his mom, you know, she's just angry, you know, like whenever there's any adversity, she just goes into anger mode. That scene where she's saying, you know, I don't know why I keep messing up when I talk to Charlie. Like, all I do is like yell at him and I don't mean to. Oh, yeah. It just it just comes out wrong. I felt bad because I know what it's like to be overwhelmed as a parent. And sometimes you don't react the way you intended to. You know, you're you it, maybe because you're tired, or maybe because you're extremely overwhelmed, overstimulated. It's it, that has nothing to do with the issue itself, but trying to just learn ways to just deal with that. And unfortunately, he's so much older now, so whatever her ways have turned into habits, and now he resonates anger with his mom. Yeah, like she and I think it's hitting her that she didn't get the opportunity to change that in time before he grew older. And she's starting to see, like, what that turned into for their relationship, you know, not being able to react differently with him whenever he gets her upset or whatnot. It is so insane that these are side characters that aren't even in the story all that much, and yet they have so much depth and impact mm-hmm. in the little snippets that Alice does show them. Like, this was, this is just woven together beautifully. Mm-hmm. Masterpiece. <laughs> you can't see the motion I'm doing, but the <laughs> chef's kid. Like, Alice, I love you, but if you don't put these next two books out within the next year, <laughs> I will be at your front door and there will be problems and hell to pay. For Morgan to get a reaction like that, for Morgan to get a reaction from that, you know, you must have done a pretty good that, job for her to love you and do chef's kiss and all that. Like, I don't do chef's kiss for a lot of bitches. I don't. This is the first time I've seen it. Same. Really? Really? I didn't do chef's kiss for um for Silver Flake? I don't think so. Wait. I think you, you, you know, you thought highly of it, but I don't think you did a chef's kiss. 
And I, if you did, if you did do a chef's kiss, it wasn't for the book; it was for the character. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, Nesta. Yeah. Oh yeah. I am so Nesta. But right now, you're saying that the entire book is chef's kiss, which is different. Oh yeah, the the entire book. I just it 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 resonates with me. Yeah, it resonates with me a lot. A yeah. lot. So I I really like it. Um, moving on to our ending. Yes. Nick finally does have that face-to-face talk with his dad after he already came out the table because David was pushing it. Um, but he does tell his dad, he's like, you've never been there for me. You visit us like once a year. And I think it clicks in for his dad. Like, oh, hey, I'm kind of a shitty parent. You know what? I'm going to be here all week. You let me know. You guys want to hang out. Bring Charlie. We'll make it a thing. He seems like a good kid. I'm glad you guys are together. Like, I'm really glad that he was accepting of it. Mm-hmm. Because the whole time, Nick was so afraid to tell him. Everybody else, he was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get to it. It'll kind of be rough, but whatever. But his dad, it was like all beaten around the bush. Like he was afraid that he was going to disown him or something like that. And digging deeper into that, it's like he wanted his dad's, I guess, approval. Yeah. Even though his dad is never there for him. But I'm glad at the end he realized that he didn't really need it. Oh, my God. It's the way he came out at that table. It's the way it went yeah. down that I was like, all right, Nick. All right. I was like, that. this is giving. This is giving and I like it. Listen, Nick will knock out anybody. Thanks. And then, of course, we have after that is when we have the scene with Tori and David. And Tori clearly just straight up threatened the man. She's just like, don't you dare fucking talk about my little brother like that ever again. It, it gave... It gave Wednesday vibes, just as Stephanie has been saying for it a while. Did. It gave Wednesday vibes, and I was Tell like, you. I am all here for this. This is a yes. Um, I'm so happy that she kicked it, and then they showed the image of it going crick. And the best. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, what the fuck? And the best. Like, shut your bitches. <laughs> oh, my God. It was hilarious. Um, And then also we get a cute little ending. The end with Nick who passed his driver's license test or driver's uh almost I'm guessing it's driver's license mm-hmm. not um permit because you have to have somebody in the car with you if you have a right, permit right and he right? just straight up left with I mean with well Charlie. that is here I don't know what it's like in England oh uh, yeah it's different it's probably different it's probably different yeah but um yeah so Charlie's mom allows him to stay out a little bit later and they go for a little joy ride and that's where we end mm-hmm. And on the end page, we forgot to mention this, but on the end page, it's Nick holding their new puppy. It's so cute. Yeah, they got a new puppy named Henry. It's adorable. Borf. It's adorable. <laughs> borf, borf, borf. <laughs> Did you guys get, at the end of your edition, a mini comic with... About the um, teachers. The teachers. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yes. And it was showing, like, all their first, like, the first time they got sick, the first sleepover, the first time they said, I love you. The first time they met each it other's friend. That was, yeah. 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 Yes. It was it was so cute. My favorite was the first time cooking together. He's like, I told her I don't know how to cook. So I didn't say. No, literally that's me every night. Every night if every night if the boy allows me to cook. Yes, oh the boy. My God. If the boy allows me to cook, that's me. That weekend. You don't have <laughs> an illustration on the back for Loveless? No, I don't have that. For lo- no, I do, yeah, for Loveless. But I didn't know that was Tori. I don't know if it's Tori. Oh, you're right. I do. It's probably someone. It's probably someone else. Cause I don't see her on this cover. No, I think it's somebody else too. Yeah, but they're in the same world. Yeah. There's other books, so we're gonna have to look, check it out. Look at yeah, it. Yeah, I expect a full report in the morning. A whole report, guys. I have two of them on my shelf. Quotes. Uh, quotes, synopsis, pictures, dates links. and times, oh release dates, links. Um, links, Jesus. videos. I expect your report on it. my desk in the morning by 9 a.m. 
you you're laughing i'm serious girl i believe you trust me you're gonna be like um where are them languages <laughs> oh oh man well that is the end of our journey so far with that being said our next book we hear i'm gonna cry and not tears of joy we're going back into sarah Jane. back to to our world back to where we belong sarah jima Sarah back at it. Is she's going to be at my grave taking pictures being like, thanks for all the money. She's going to be selling your eulogy. That's what's going to go down. She's going to be in my eulogy. Like, Morgan spent most of her time and money reading. Reading my book. I, 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 was able to buy, I was able to buy a vacation home. So, props to her. Oh, God. So, we're still doing the romantic um the romantic version of the reading, which has the books in a little bit of a different order. Yes. Uh, Fireboss romantic order. Um, so I'm pretty sure the next one is Crown of Midnight. Yeah. Crown of Midnight, and then after Crown of Midnight, I believe Assassin's Blade. Yes, exactly. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna jump that quick. We're not gonna jump that quick. One step at a time, please. <laughs> one foot in front of the other. Okay. So the next one is Crown and Midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to say the um the social media name? Oh, chapters. Oh, oh, oh and I the chapters. Know. Sure. Girl, my brain is elsewhere. Yep. So please do not forget to follow us on social media at the Novel Society Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok, and at the Novel Society Pod on Twitter or X because the the goddamn thing changed and Elon Musk rebranded. But whatever. It's not a bird no more. It's an X. Yeah, it's an X. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> With that being said, um, we want to say thank you guys for joining us. Um, stay tuned and we love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.